Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, Julie. Welcome back. Hey. Real Estate Coaching Thank Radio. You. Julie, you know, I have to tell you what I'm specifically excited about about today's show is, mm-hmm. number one, we get to continue talking about scarcity versus abundance, which is always a fun topic when people start really getting it. But the other thing, I have been on the phone with our coaches today and hearing just such great feedback uh, across the board from all of our coaching students who are really, especially the ones that have been with us for like 90, 120 days, that are having really their best years ever. And, you know, Julie, I had this call, the same exact conversation with three of our coaches today, and, it, and I love this conversation. Here is the problem. Uh, Tim, all right, I've got so-and-so, their coaching client, client in this market or that market, and the problem is, is they're making more money so far this year than they've ever made before. In other words, they essentially have mm-hmm. more money closed and pending than they made all of last year, and this is like a high-water mark even for their careers. And, and, and the coaching student, Tim, is overwhelmed because they've never had – basically, they're, they're just overwhelmed with abundance, right? Yeah. Um, more deals, more money. And, you guys, the thing is about success is success breeds more success. When you're really successful consistently, you'll stay really con- successful consistently because more people want to do business with you. You'll attract more to the time of business and clients and all that good stuff, right? So if you get the momentum going, it's actually relatively easy to keep it going. Um, so those calls, I have to say, being that we've been coaching for a long time and we mm-hmm. coached agents through the worst real estate market in the history of all real estate markets, you know, the great housing recession, man, it's fun to have calls like that, isn't it? Oh, such a blessing it's absolutely (laughs) exciting and it's a relief and you know it's the momentum of the market it's the momentum of the the mindsets of our agents and clients and future coaching clients and i think that this is something to really pay attention to as what i call an up-and-coming superstar somebody who is absolutely consciously on the ascension to ride that wave up on purpose but as you're writing it to do things so that you're becoming very consistent and, the, and that it's not the only that the market improvement is not the only reason that you're doing better you got to be careful of that too so it's always a balance between doing things in a, a nice systematic organized fashion because you're right a lot of our students are like oh my gosh now my now my problem is all about time management and I've never done this much before <laughs> and do I have to do that again next month and what about next year and it creates all of these new questions and I've seen also, and I had a couple of calls like this, where agents who are doing this again, right, so pre-recession, this is how they were, and now they're feeling that momentum again. It's always mm-hmm. the same, like, I want to do it the right way this time. I want to do it differently oh, yeah. this time. And that some of them, you know, because they're making more money than they ever have before, several of my coaching clients have identified that they have to work on becoming more comfortable in that income bracket that that's not how they normally operate. That's not how a lot of their friends are. They're starting to pull away from their normal crowd they hang out with, and and that's kind of messing with their mindset. And some of them have actually said, well, you know, I have this tendency to make a lot, and then I have an off year because I'm not really sure whether that's who I really but, am or but not, Jill, and then you I realize, gotta put it back together again. It's the opposite. Jules, down. you realize what what you're describing is the manifestation of 
uh, a scarcity mindset. I know you know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So what mm-hmm. what we're describing, guys, is scarcity versus abundance. The people that live in scarcity are the ones that are going to earn, have a good year or whatever, but then they're going to uh, essentially not believe that it's going to happen, so they'll manifest it not happening. In other words, they'll believe this is just a one-time occurrence or this was just one good month. They don't believe that they can have ever-increasing um, incomes, ever-increasing uh, lifestyles, ever-increasing quality of life. They don't believe that they're allowed to, and I don't know what other word to use other than allowed to, they haven't given themselves permission to accept the fact that life is all about abundance if you just embrace it. There doesn't have to be setbacks. There doesn't have to be good months and bad months. There doesn't have to be good years and bad years. There really doesn't. You can improve every year in every way that matters to you. And that's the thing that you guys have to uh, really accept. Just And I wrote this question down, Julie, actually, when I was one of those, mm-hmm. on one of those calls. Um, and then, guys, we're going to get back to our notes yesterday, uh, from yesterday. Uh, so this is a question I wrote down when I was talking to one of the coaches. I said, and this is the uh, question that I asked the coach to ask their client, right? It's because this client was really fighting with their fear of thinking big. Because they thought big, or at least they thought they thought big before. To your point earlier, they're looking back at their past successes and they're wishing they still had more to show for it because they spent all the money. You know, you talked yesterday about saving money. You talked yesterday about saving money in anticipation of the fact that, you know, there'll be more money that follows. It's all about the mindset of abundance versus scarcity. Scarcity minded folks are the ones that go out and blow it real fast because they figure they'll never have it again. It's kind of like, you know, you know, when you have a dessert in front of you, basically you just scarf it down real fast because you don't believe that you'll you know, get another piece or do you realize that the cake is never-endingly large. So, you know, again, the question I wrote down was, and this was a question that the coach was supposed to ask the client, how differently would you be acting right now today if you knew your business was about to take off? In other words, if you knew, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you had a crystal ball, you were able to look into the future, and you knew your business was going to double, triple, along with your income, quadruple, even more, over the next, say, 24 months. You're going to make more money. For sure, this was going to happen. More listings, more opportunity, you know, more everything. If you knew for sure that was going to happen, 100% positive it was going to happen, how differently would you be acting? Or a different way, or maybe to and add to that, you are a uh, true believer in what Julie and I are saying about the fact that this is a long-term real estate recovery. You're realizing that you're in the right place at the right time. You're accepting the fact that this is the best industry you possibly could uh, real estate that you possibly could be involved in right now because you're at the very beginning stages of a long-term, ever-improving real estate market. That's your mindset. You guys with me? Abundance, 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 abundance. You getting it? How are you going to act differently? Knowing if you know that, you don't think it, you don't believe it, you just know it. It's part of the, your actual DNA, this mindset. How are you going to behave differently? You know, that's just, just you know, let that question set in your mind for a bit. If you knew that everything was going to be better, how would you behave differently? So that's, that's what's interesting, right? Because the answer to that question is, is you would start what? You'd take, uh, you'd take your business more seriously. You'd, you'd uh, produce more consistently. You would have plans that were bigger than just next week. You'd start realizing that you can embrace life at a fuller extent, opposed to just going to, you know, the local normal place you go on vacation by the shore. You're deciding to take your family to France for a month. You get the idea? If you knew that your life was going to be about uh, ever-increasing levels of success and quality of life, how would you stop holding yourself back now? What different expectations would you have for tomorrow? That's where it gets exciting, you see. 
So just allow yourself to feel, I know for some of you it's a struggle, because again, our society is all built around the idea of scarcity. You know, everything's, no, we're running out of everything. We're running out of oil, running out of water, running out of air, running out of opportunity, running out of money, running out of everything. You know, that's kind of the mindset, you know, manifest, manifested by a lot of folks and made real by a lot of people and then, you know, reinforced by the news, reinforced by politicians, reinforced constantly, books, popular media, TV, whatever. But let's just set all that aside. I know, again, it's a struggle. And, and, and just for a second, try on the mindset of abundance. How differently do you feel? Isn't that awesome? I mean, how much better do you feel if you embrace the concept and, and the mindset of, of abundance? Now, here's what's really neat. How differently do you look at your business? How differently do you look at your loved ones? How differently do you look at yourself if you have the mindset of abundance? That, that's really where all this starts, guys is if you get at the root of what's really causing you uh, to take the actions that, you are, you know, that are moving you towards your goals or aren't moving you towards your goals, if you really confront those things for what they are um, and you look at the effect that they're having on your life, on the quality of the life of your loved ones and the people you're responsible for, that, that very thought starts to pivot you towards the mindset of abundance. So Jules, let's just jump right back in. And we were giving these guys tips yesterday that we started where we were talking about the different specific things that they can be doing to, again, continue to pivot towards abundance. And I think we were on... Trying to create um, a win-win situation is next. So here's the thing. And you're putting this in the light of being introspective. You were talking about our, our clients and our future coaching clients and how to make this a personal thing. How, how would you feel differently if you knew everything was going to work out? So a general way to look at this is that the abundance-minded tend to be a lot more positive. Scarcity-minded tends to go immediately to the negative. So next point in how to get more abundance-minded and lose any lingering scarcity mindset you may have, and for some of you that's more of a challenge than others, but how do you go about this? What's the implementation? Well, the next point is to try to create win-win situation. So one of the hallmarks, again, of a scarcity mindset is that if somebody wins, then there must be at least one loser, right? So that's the negative end of things. Not everybody can win because there's not enough to go around. Well, how do you combat that idea? You create situations where everyone wins. You know, here's the thing, Tim. Some agents that are scarcity-minded, when they negotiate, their idea of negotiation is that they have to beat the crap out of the other side. They have to win. Everybody else has to lose, lose, lose. And those agents are the hardest to negotiate with because, in fact, the definition of negotiation is coming to a reasonable conclusion that keeps all parties happy. That's how you actually end up closing a deal. It's not beating the daylights out of the other side. And, you know, agents will say goofy things like, I want to make the other side bleed. Okay, well, you're not doing your clients a favor acting like that. The point is to get the house closed and have the seller happy and the buyer happy and to have a nice transaction together. So I see this when agents almost over-negotiate versus trying to create a win-win situation. So you know, think of that the next time you're dealing with this and create situations where everyone gets to shine. You know, Try being complimentary to the other agent for once, uh, those of you who take that aggressive negotiation style. So make it so that everyone shines and everyone gets something out of it, everyone wins. And even if you're dealing with a very difficult agent or a very difficult client, I always ask my coaching clients, Tim, what's the coaching lesson in this? Where's the silver lining? What are you learning from this? Stressful as some of these things can be, what's the positive end of thing? And, and this is the next point. 
look for positives in every loss. Sometimes you get a bad hand, and when that happens, scarcity mindset is often right there whispering to you about how unfair it is and you know, it's everybody else's fault and everybody's more lucky than you and somebody else must be cheating that they won and you didn't. So get away from that and stop looking at people as being more lucky than you and realize that they have made sacrifices and if somebody got a listing away from you, maybe it's because they've worked harder on their skills. You know, more kudos to them. Where's the coaching lesson in that? you got to work harder you know, on Julie, your objection, let, let, et cetera. Go ahead. Let's drill down on that for a second because there is something sort of strange about the real estate industry, more, unlike most other businesses, where there is sort of – because we have this you know sharing thing, because we share in the commissions, because there's a co-op system, because we give each other information, You know, there is a, a community nature of selling real estate. I get that. Okay, And so some of you guys, if you're really being honest with yourselves, uh, you kind of uh, – Honestly, you're holding yourself back because you're not realizing that, yes, you have to put yourself in a situation where you're going to compete with the other agents. And here's the deal. Abundance comes from the competition, not scarcity. Yes, that means that someone wins and someone loses, but you gain the abundance from, the, from competing to win because you've been willing to embrace education, embrace learning, embrace the abundance of great information as coaching clients, a lot of you, uh, can get from our program. And when you embrace the abundance of information that we give you and you prove your skill set, then obviously you're going to win. So be very, very careful that you are not using as an excuse the, the sort of innate culture in real estate that it's kind of a communal thing as you're, oh, well, I don't want to go after that expired because I'll piss off so-and-so and it's her old listing. Or I don't want to go after that, you know, whatever, because yeah. it's some agent in my office. Don't think like that. When Ultimately, guys, when you're able to Elevate your own self, your own business, through skills, through hard work. I'm not going to lie to you. You are going to piss some people off along the way. The scarcity-minded agents are going to be jealous. Some of them that are your friends, you're going to lose just the way it works, okay? But ultimately what happens over time is you actually become um, the leader in your community. You become the beacon. You become the lighthouse through the fog that others can uh, steer their ships towards when they are at the point where they're too realizing that they need to basically start considering a different mindset about their life and their business. Because you've gone before them, because you've shown them that it can be done in terms of becoming successful, becoming a great listing agent, our primary focus, teaching you guys to do that. When you do that, you will, yes, some people will give you resistance initially. That is just the way it works. But not very long after that, you're going to start seeing that people are going to uh, start seeing you as a leader. They're going to start actually asking you maybe sometimes to help them do the same thing. So don't allow your fear of uh, coming up against the scarcity-minded folks out there, of which there's a majority of them, I would say. Unfortunately, that's definitely the truth. Don't let your fear of those people stand your way of being able to embrace the market. Does that make sense, Julie? Absolutely, it does. And we see this basically at every turn in real estate, whether that's converting a lead and is it my lead or your lead? Well, they came to my open house, but they did this and they did that. And, you know, it just starts right there and then it continues through the presentation and the negotiation and every last turn that you have in real estate. So I like what you said about being the lighthouse and being the leader and setting the example. If you keep your mindset there and being of service to others, everything miraculously gets a lot easier. And on Which, that by point, the way, that, that – yeah. 
that goes back to your previous point about sharing what you have with others, right? I mean, so if you're mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, you're willing to, some of you guys join the coaching program, you're jumping with two feet, you're realizing that this is going to be something that's going to help you to essentially build your business, go to the levels that maybe you've only dreamed of before. And yes, absolutely. Because other people are going to see you becoming continuously more successful, you become that leader in the marketplace, or at least your office, or at the very most, or at the very least, depending on your perspective, your immediate family. And the other little word of wisdom with as far as that goes is, you know, again, this point was look for positives in every loss. There's a flip side to that. Um, You guys should write this down. Never forget it. Always tell yourself this. It's too soon to tell. Something I've told my coaching clients forever, something I tell our coaches to tell their coaching clients, it's too soon to tell. That's something you say to yourself every time you have something that you normally labeled as a failure it's too soon to tell. Or a success, it's too soon to tell. Why? Because we have a tendency to lick our wounds for too long. We have something that we label as a failure. And remember, notice I'm saying label as a failure because if you have the it's too soon to tell mindset, you'll realize that every failure usually leads to a very, very powerful lesson if you're willing to look for it. Sometimes the lesson comes immediately. Sometimes the lesson comes years and years from now. Sometimes it might be, a function of you screwing up some deal that results in you losing thousands of money. Well, the lesson there was pretty apparent, right? <laughs> Other times, you won't realize the importance of that lesson until it's you know 10 years from now. Or you're talking with someone else and you're realizing that they're experiencing the same thing. And because of your bad experience, quote unquote, you can save them the anguish, you see. But if you say it's a bad experience, it was a failure, you've labeled it as, a, as you know using your old sort of standardized way of thinking about things, You're not going to allow that to become a future learning opportunity. Now, success is just is just as you know potentially dangerous because if you have the mindset of well, it's it's I'm successful, I made a lot of money this month, woo! What happens then, right? You stop working, you stop doing what it took to get you there in the first place. You don't realize that the business. You start thinking like a lot of times this happens, especially with agents that sell expensive stuff. They think, well, I got all the business just because I'm really great. I don't need to learn anymore. I don't need to improve anymore. I don't need to do anything else anymore. I'm at the top of the mountain. I'm celebrating. And then what happens is they stop improving. They stop listening. They stop learning. And then what happens ultimately is they start losing. So whenever you have any great successes or great failures or anything in between, really, just say it's too soon to tell. That keeps your emotions between the lines. Then you don't have that big roller coaster of, you know, that so many agents get burned out on, the, the highs and the lows. It's just too soon to tell. Remember that. It's very important. The next point, Julie, I love, mm-hmm. it's called stop complaining. Stop complaining yourself to others. What does that comparing mean? Yourself I'm to sorry, comparing, yeah, stop, sorry, comparing yourself to others. I'm sorry. Comparing yourself to others. Yeah, stop comparing yourself to others. You know, it's interesting because, again, this happens so frequently in real estate. It should be you trying to be the best agent for yourself and for your clients and your prospects, period. I always tell my coaching clients when they're like, well, you know, I don't want to get into it with this agent or I don't want to share that because that agent might pick up on it or blah, blah, blah. I tell them, you know, I'm your coach. You're my client. I care about what's happening with you. I don't really care unless I'm coaching those other agents. I'm really not tuned into that. My job is to make you the best agent humanly possible and help you meet or exceed your goals, period. So where this mostly comes into play is, and it is that time of year, all these award ceremonies and mm-hmm. stuff like that, comparing yourself to others. And it's funny, some of my strongest mindsetted agents will go to something like that, and because they may or may not have gotten a certain award, they come back all screwed up in their head, right? 
And if they didn't get it, it's because the other agents were cheating on how they counted their numbers. And if they did get it, well, then they're the best agent in the world, don't need to learn anything else. It just really messes with people. And who cares anyway? Other agents are not going to do business with you. Why are you doing this stuff? And most of our top producing agents don't even go to those ceremonies anymore because they know that it messes with their mindset. And everything is, you know, the rules are changed all the time anyway. So whether it's an award ceremony or it's something that's happening in your office, why do you compare yourself? To, I mean, the only comparison is what kind of job are you doing for your clients? And how well, do you know what kind a, of job? Repeat and referral. Are you getting your deals done? There is one good comparison that you should always be doing. Compare yourself to how you were, say, you know, 30 days ago, 90 days ago, last year. Compare your numbers. It's to compare, yourself, not it's to, to yourself, people. right. Exactly. Because, you know, there's sometimes people, you might have some innate advantages or you might have some innate disadvantages, but by comparing yourself to others, what you just do basically is you're focusing on the wrong thing. Uh, then you start entering into this whole, you know, ego issue that a lot of agents also suffer from. And yeah, I like what Julie said. It is the bottom line. You guys should seriously consider not going to any of the awards banquets. Don't even, don't even participate. Um, you know, Maybe if your office keeps track of statistics and you're being compared every single month to other agents in your office in your region. Julie and I did this when we were at REMAX, by the way. We actually asked for our numbers to stop being turned in, and we didn't want to be on any more of those charts because it screws with your mindset. (laughs) And besides, it is fun to compete, and it is one way of keeping track, you know, if we're being honest. Uh, Because competing just means that you know you're going to do the best job for those clients, and that makes you better and better. Okay, but it's kind of more fun for other agents not really to see you coming anyway and to fly up below the radar. That's a little bit more fun for most of you guys. So something to think about and digest. Now, one of the next things is what most of my coaching clients are doing, and it's made a huge impact in their lives, to keep them in a level of abundance and have that abundance mindset very strong with them, and that is to simply keep a gratitude journal. This is a very easy thing to do. You do not have to be an expert journaler, editor, writer, anything like that. All a gratitude journal is is to simply write down, even if it's just one thing that you're really grateful for at the end of the day, it helps you set the tone for the following day. You know, in the Miracle uh, Morning, he talks about the last thing that you think about at night before you close your eyes to fall asleep is the first thing that you will wake up to thinking about. So the gratitude journal is great to keep as the last thing you do before you go to bed. Write down at least one thing that you're super grateful for, even if you had the most rotten day in real estate ever, even if something you know went sideways personal or business-wise, you can always find something that you're grateful for. And again, that sets the tone for how you're going to wake up in the morning. Gratitude journal can be something as simple as a spiral-bound book sitting on your uh, desktop next to your bed, Or maybe you do something fancy, you get on Amazon, there's a lot of beautiful gratitude journals that might make it that much more fun for you. Well, there's also apps too. Yeah, Yeah, there's also apps apps. you can do it on your, right. Yeah, so there's lots of ways to do it. But, you know, the nice thing about the, any kind of time you put yourself in a space of gratitude is it does uh, instantly melt away the ego, you know. So when you're telling yourself what you're happy for and you're actually writing things down or you're visualizing them, you're allowing yourself to feel the feelings of, what it is that you're grateful for, how your your emotional state, all these sort of uh, issues that, it, you know, it's normal to have feelings of scarcity a lot of times, especially if you've had a bad day or had a couple deals kick you in the head. 
But, you know, if you follow these techniques, especially, again, the gratitude thing is something we come back to a lot on our radio show and certainly with our coaching. If you put yourself in a state of gratitude, it does instantly make you feel better. You should experience uh, experiment with that right now if you've never done that before. Just think of one thing that you're grateful for. Just one thing. It could be your cat, your dog. A lot of you guys mm-hmm. listen to us in your car. Your car is something you're grateful for. It could um, be the snow melting radio. in your market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe the flower you, you the just drove by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just find, find, you know, if you can find one thing that you're grateful for, and you just focus on the one thing, and then you allow the feelings inside of you to swell up, to manifest, just the state of going through that process instantly makes you feel better. Have you noticed that? Because your natural state isn't wanting to be in scarcity. Your natural state isn't wanting to be in a state of fear. Your natural state, the way God made you, was wanting to embrace abundance, was wanting to realize what a miracle life is, what a miracle you are, and how lucky you are to be in this market at this time in your life, in this time in history. That's what abundance is about. So, you know, guys, we love doing this radio show. We certainly love um, the honor of being all of your coaches. If there's anything we can ever do for you, obviously what we want you to do is request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, this is something that you can practice daily. So don't just, you know, stop listening and say, hey, that was a great radio show. We appreciate that, but it's an extra great radio show when you actually implement. So next time you find yourself sliding into that scarcity mindset, catch yourself. I do this on coaching calls sometimes when the agent comes to the call and, oh, my gosh, I had a terrible week because of this and this and this. And I say, stop. Tell me three things right now that went right, that went well, that you're grateful for. And we reset the tone of that. Not that we don't want to examine what could have gone better if something went sideways or fix or correct or improve something. But it's fun to stop and say, all right, let's, let's just set the tone here. What are three things that actually went well? And you know what's funny about that, Tim? It's that it's always like really great stuff that they tell me. It's like, well, but I did take three listings last week. I'm like, why aren't we just thinking about that? Why do we have to ruminate funny, this other stuff? Because there's always good stuff. And they're like, you know what? I don't know why I went right to the negative. So then we think about that, and that's where you can immediately get yourself at least into a mental gratitude journal on the spot. But it takes work. So you cannot control that first negative scarcity thought, but you absolutely can control whatever happens next, what your next thought is, what your next feeling is, where you go with that. Because I don't know if you ever noticed, but staying in that scarcity mindset, you know, it's kind of stressful, and it's not very profitable, and it doesn't serve you well. So why would you ever spend another second there if you could help it? The key is recognizing it early enough on to do something about it and doing it basically as soon as it happens. That's something to train yourself to do, and that's how I want everyone implementing the topics that we've been going over for the past couple of days, scarcity versus abundance. Abundance is a lot more fun, a lot more profitable. So start today in resetting that if that's something. And again, Tim, sometimes agents just slide into it when they have a bad day. Other people, they've made the scarcity mindset a lifestyle. So let's get away from that and have your most abundant year ever. That sounds like a lot more fun to me. I couldn't have ended it any better, my dear. So everyone else, listen, if you guys are not yet involved in one of our coaching programs, and it sounds like we might be a good fit for you, please go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And a shout-out to our friends at mojocells.com. Every single one of our coaching clients, you guys better be using Mojo Sells. It absolutely kicks butt at keeping your uh, outbound prospecting calls organized. 
Uh, Mojo is a great source for expired listing leads. Julie, have you ever heard? <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be. I shouldn't be asking you this question since they're a sponsor. Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard a single bad thing about MojoSales.com? No, absolutely not. I, I mean, I guess not that it's a bad thing, but sometimes I hear because it's made them more efficient, they've gotten busier, and now we got to deal with their time management, which isn't a bad thing to me as a coach. But yeah, it kind of forces you into doing more deals faster. So I think that's a good yeah. thing. Personally. Well, the other thing it does is it forces you to get better at your scripts better or quicker too, right? Yeah, that's right. Hey, <laughs> All right, cool. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So everyone else, listen, we are going to talk to you on the radio tomorrow. In the meantime, free coaching calls for agents.com. Have a fantastic day. Live a life of abundance, guys. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.